Thanks for listening to the Issue Podcast. If you like what you hear, then be sure to catch us every week on all your streaming services. Make sure to follow our social media. All links can be found in the description of our episodes. Email us your thoughts. Our email is theissuemailbox at gmail.com. Also, sign up for the newsletter while you're there. And uh, you can do that by going to our website that we have linked in this episode. All you have to do is put in your email and click sign up. Guys, don't forget to like, subscribe, share with your friends. And thanks for listening to The Issue. You are now locked in and listening to The Issue. You look at this schedule. Find me the wins here. Find me the wins. You've got to be delusional if you think he's elite. Well, from what I'm seeing right now, he's a top 10 guy in this league, no doubt. Absolutely, I think they can be for a championship. I, I don't even think that's a, a debate I'm willing to, to have. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is The Issue. It is Wednesday, September 22nd. Uh, a lot of football to get to in today's show. All football in today's show. Week 2 action to cover. It is Wednesday in Pittsburgh. Tim is here with me. It's a... Uh... Not, not, first of all, not that nice of a day outside. I don't know what's going on. There's like a tornado watch right now, which I mean, like, that's not going to happen. You're like in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh yeah, really? Yeah, you know, there won't be a tornado, but, you know, it's interesting. Um, just like week two was. Oh, I mean, we, we did a lot better this week. 11-5 and five on the week for both of us. Yeah, predictions were better. Um, I lost this Edge, week, though. I, yeah. You edged me out by the... Uh, Skin of my the, teeth, you know? The uh, tiebreaker tie that we had. We did a score... Um, and I, I barely beat you on the score. That's yeah, all. we did on the we did on the uh, the Steelers loss to the to the Raiders, which was bad. We'll get to that. Get to we, a little bit of Lamar as well, and the Ravens. Nice win on uh, Sunday Night Football prime time. Good to see them. We'll get to where we were right, where we were wrong for you know kind of week two edition, right? Hits and misses, we we call it. Um, you know, we'll get to most every other game as well. We'll give out the week two superlatives, and then we'll predict for Thursday night. I believe it's Carolina at Houston. Which, by the way, Carolina opens as an eight-point favorite, which is a lot. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, like you mentioned to start the show, I want to emphasize this: we were right a good bit this week. It was so, a good. It was a good week. You know, if you're looking to make some money off of us being right, you can go over and subscribe to the issue Miked Up. It is. We just put our second episode out last Friday, and the third one will be coming out this Friday. I'll tell you this past Friday, I told everybody to start Cortland Sutton in fantasy. Guy went for, I think, nine for 180 yards. Um, so, you know, I was right, kind of. You know, right. We have really right. good fantasy predictions over there. Like I, I, also, I also said to start Najee. Najee had a touchdown. He did. Saquon didn't look good. I think I said sit him. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah. Especially against Washington. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I don't know if I actually said that, but I was, you know, I was going to, so whatever. Right. There you go. Doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, go over, subscribe to the issue mic'd up. You can do that through our website. There's and, a link on there. And yeah. Then, um, It'll take you to Anchor and you're good to go. Right. Or you could just go to our link tree, which is in our Twitter bio, and then there should be a uh, there is a link on there to take you right over to subscribe. Other than that, follow our Instagram, at the underscore issue podcast, and our Twitter, which is just at the issue podcast. Email us which is the issue mailbox at gmail.com. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Without further ado. Let's get into it. We might as well get into it, yeah. Um, you know, so for what all you all have been waiting for. We're going to start with the hits and misses. Yeah, hits and misses. So if you have never heard this segment before, we're going to tell you, I think we have like four kind of ones of a little bit of a double, a double right. So, you know, like five total, haha, we are right moments. And, uh, and four misses kind of for this week you know like kind of where we where we didn't really hit and it looks looks like our opinion could be a little rough right we'll start with a hit let's start with Tua now I hate to like put it on a player for like being hurt like oh you know you suck because you're hurt that's not the case no but I will say that you know I've played sports most of my life I know people that's play that have played sports all their life I've talked to professional athletes like there are things you can do to not get hurt also 
there also are some things that Tua cannot control and that I that I have to judge as someone that judges the sport of football. Tua cannot control that he is six foot and that he is generally pretty slight. But I have to take that into account when I'm looking at him as a franchise quarterback and he's hurt again. He's got broken ribs. He's already broken his hip. He's had ankle issues all the time. I mean, we're kind of right there. I said Tua's not a franchise quarterback. Does Tua look like a franchise quarterback to you? No. Jacoby Brissett came in and played just as well, if not better than Tua did. I don't see it with him. I don't I don't get it. I, I don't think, understand how there's anyone backing him right now. I think the physical factors are bad in itself, but I also think the fact that he does not stand apart from anybody else in the league in any facet of his game. He's he's like supremely average to below average in every single category. What does he do really, really well outside of throw the ball accurately? Everybody's accurate. Everybody in the NFL is accurate except for like People that are really bad. Like you know, what happens, you know what happens if you're not accurate? You're not in the league. You don't play. Yeah, you don't play. Like that that's your third string quarterback who's accurate three percent of the time. That's why he's your third string quarterback. Two is two is not good, period. Um all right, misses. Now this is on the flip side of the coin, right? This is where I was wrong about like an injury uh, an injury injury prone guy, right? Carson Wentz. Uh I I've defended him for a long time. I think almost a year ago today, I said he was a top five quarterback in the league. Yeah, you can go back on our Instagram. We posted yeah, that a graphic about it. That was rough. That's that's a rough take for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. He now is hurt again. Probably he, continues, that, huh? <laughs> he continues to try to play this this hero brand of football that he doesn't need to play. If he just plays within himself, he's a really big, strong, athletic guy. He can make all the throws. He can move. Um, but the issue is that he moves right into people when he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to be playing hero ball when you know Aaron Donald's breathing down his throat. That's that's not what he needs to do. And that's exactly what happened. And he now has an ankle injury on both ankles. So that that's a miss. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Second hit. <sighs> Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts came back down to earth this past week. Um, him and him and the Dirty Birds could muster all but eleven points this week against San Fran. Yes, I get San Fran has a good defense, but um, also Jalen Hurts is an abysmal NFL quarterback. Um, I would say he doesn't deserve to share the field with. Um, I don't know, even like a C.J. Beathard, who's a third stringer. I think uh, Jalen Hurts is quite awful. I've, I've, um, you know, expressed my displeasure, and I don't think he's a good quarter or a good quarterback at all. Now, you know, he did have ten rushes for eighty-two yards. Um, you know, he had a QBR of eighty. That's exactly what Jalen Hurts' QBR should be—about eighty. Um, he completed just over fifty percent of his throws, twelve for twenty-three, hundred ninety yards, which is you know fairly average. Um, yeah, he ran and he had a touchdown. That, that's cool. Um, but he lost and they only put up 11 points. He, he didn't play well. He didn't make good third down throws at all. They were terrible on third down. You know, I, I, I don't really know what you want from me here. I mean, let's just check what they were on third down. Um, all right. So is that not on here? All right. All right, guys, I want to throw this out there. I think I'm officially switching to CBS Sports um, as my go-to app. I've been a Fox Sports type of guy. How do you not have third down efficiency on there as a stat? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I don't understand how that's, that's possible. Um, now, the only thing I don't like about CBS is there's so much information. If you don't have, like, crystal clear, plugged into an Ethernet cord, fiber optic coverage, it's probably not going to load for you. You know, if, if you're on Wi-Fi, good luck. If you're not on Wi-Fi, even better luck. So I, I somehow got it to load, um, and here we are. <laughs> As I digress. All right, so let's go. Yes, team. All right, there we go. Third down. Yeah, you, you, you used 5 for 12. And you were over over one on third down. Um, that sounds about right to me. I mean, they had more total yards, but it, it, it's about oppor- like opportune timing yards. You know what I mean? Right. Didn't play well enough to win the football game. We were right about John Hurts. Um, okay, misses. Kind of the Broncos. We said they were about a third place team, maybe even borderline fourth place team. Um, they weren't good. I didn't think they were good last year. I thought there was going to be a lot of the same. I like some of their talent, but a lot of it's unproven. I didn't think they're going to put all my eggs in the unproven basket, but they're 2-0. They realized that all they needed is a quarterback that doesn't turn it over. They found that in Teddy Bridgewater. He's the ultimate safe quarterback. They look pretty good. I don't know. Their defense looks good. What do you think? Yeah, they do. Um, I don't want to overreact, though. It's the Jaguars that they beat this week. It is, and I've bet them twice now. They are 2-0, correct? Yeah, they're 2-0. Yeah, and I've bet them twice. I like them. I mean, I think they're an average middle-of-the-road team. I think they're better than they were last year, for sure, obviously. But 
I don't, th- I don't see them like winning the division. I either. think they'd be like a ten and seven team, maybe sneak into the playoffs. But the AFC is very competitive. Ten and seven might not do it. Yeah, I don't really. So, see, I don't know. I don't really see them coming out of the AFC, especially with the you know the Bills, the Ravens. Yeah, the and, Chiefs, the, and the Raiders look really good too the in their Browns. own division. So yeah, I, I agree. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see that. But for right now, that's a miss for us. Um, all right, how about this is a dual hit. This, this is a hit on my part and on your part. Um, so kind of the Zach Wilson thing right i knew i knew that bill belichick would eat him alive like obviously he uh, had no touchdowns four picks looked terrible not only were they picks they were bad picks he looked like um a high school quarterback going against bill belichick uh, i i'm actually 100 sure i could do better than that that was terrible mm-hmm. you know how they have those like those tweets or whatever that people will tweet and someone will come to their door or whatever or, like call them and have them actually come in and try to do it yeah. like oh how'd that bum miss that 40 yarder and then they're like well can you kick a 40 do that for me. Have me go in there, strap on a helmet, right? Play for the Jets. I will do better than Zach Wilson did on Sunday. That was <laughs> the worst performance I've ever seen from a quarterback. It was so bad. Did you so see- bad. I can't believe they actually drafted him number two overall. I said from the beginning he's the 100% bust potential. I said from the beginning, you just drafted a smaller, less talented version of Sam Darnold. guy who runs around a lot, extends plays, has a pretty good arm, and maybe plays too much out of structure. What is Sam Darnold? Sam Darnold is a guy who runs around a lot, has a big arm, and plays a little bit too much out of structure. Except Sam Darnold's like three inches taller and about 50 pounds heavier, and so he's more durable. Zach Wilson, that, that was a terrible draft pick Zach Wilson was. Mm-hmm. Awful. You write about Darnold with something, though. Go ahead. I just thought Darnold was going to be a very... I'm just going to say the most improved quarterback from last year to this year. Going in to a new team, leaving the Jets. The Jets were an they were and they still are an absolute dumpster fire of an organization and i think they will be for like the next at least two to three years i mean there's not really an outlook right now yeah so zach wilson's gonna be their quarterback for i mean rookie deals about four years five years right i mean bill belichick was laughing about it on the sideline after like the fourth pick there's like he's awful he net the guy who never emotes Bill yeah, Belichick cracked doesn't. A smile. He, cracked a smile. This dude's over here chuckling on the sideline after Zach Wilson throws his fourth interception. It's yeah, like, come on. Zach Wilson was was utterly abysmal. I said he would be a bust, and obviously it's a little early to call that right now. But I, I don't understand how you could look at his play so far and even think he'll be an average quarterback. He, he was not the pick at two. I thought Lance or Justin Fields are significantly better prospects. I'm not sure how you could look at Zach Wilson's body of work, um, being like 0-4 against winning teams at BYU, uh, being pretty slight outside of Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. He is a very, very small quarterback, and those don't work in the NFL. Um, I, I, I was a little bit confused by the draft pick, and it's coming to fruition. My confusion is is being played out. But we were right on Darnold. We were right on Darnold, yeah. Oh, absolutely. We were right on Zach Wilson, too. Um, okay, how about Houston? We missed on Houston a little bit. I think they're going to be a very, very competitive, like, four-win football team. We had them at, what, 1-16? and 16? Yeah, we had them at 1-16. They're, they're pretty competitive. They're not a bad team. Um, the issue is, though, now that Tyrod Taylor is hurt again, I don't know how long he's going to be out, but with he actually, well, first of all, Tyrod Taylor is a winning, he's got a winning career record, and that's with the rebuilding Bills and the rebuilding Browns. Like, he's a good quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback at all. He, he's a lot like a Teddy Bridgewater. And he was with the rebuilding Chargers. Yeah, for the for well, they were you know, they played like one game there, and well, the yeah, right doctor before. stabbed him right in the lung. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunate, really unfortunate. But anyway, so Houston, Houston's not a bad football team. Look, I knew that they they're veteran, good, not good, decent offensive line though, um, good backfield. Don't have terrible weapons. Tyro Taylor's not a terrible uh, quarterback at all. They have a veteran head coach, not head coach, veteran coach though. Um, you know, I, I knew that they would. I knew they would compete at Cleveland. I didn't think they'd do it that, that they would be this good, though. They're not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. Um, okay, how about another hit here? Oh, this is for you. Yeah, you keep nailing the Chargers bets. So, <laughs> yeah, go go on for that. Uh, you, you knew that the Cowboys would beat the Chargers. You knew that the yeah. Chargers would beat the Washington. Yep. This kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with me. I the char- this is A miss for me. The Chargers just keep breaking my heart. I figured, you know what? Put my eggs with Justin Herbert. He's a better quarterback than Dak. I, I think he has a better head coach, but it didn't look like it's Sunday. You know, I think he's got a better defense. Didn't look like it's Sunday. So I, you know, I don't know. And what did I say? I said I do agree that I think Justin Herbert is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. But I think this is a game that Dak Prescott wins. Um, 
I don't know why. I just kind of felt it, and and that's what I went with. So I was right. I'll take my I'll take my yeah my slow clap. Yeah. Good but outside you. of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just I, I'm going on the list. I'm like quarterback, Chargers advantage, running backs. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Zeke or Tony Pollard. They both, although they both played well Sunday. Mm-hmm. Still, I think I I think I like uh, L.A. now. Um, offensive line, eh, kind of close there. Uh, maybe, maybe Dallas weapons. I think are pretty equal. Defense, hundred uh, percent. Oh my God, Chargers. I always want to call them San Diego. I yeah. hate. I hate. I hate the word Los Angeles. Right. Hate it. Or the two words Los Angeles and LA. Hate it. Hate it. Everywhere. One of my least favorite things to say. Anyway, so the Chargers. Um, they have a better head coach. I, I I go down the list. I thought the Chargers were going to win, but whatever they didn't, because um, Greg Zarline kicked like a sixty yarder, fifty six yarder to end it. Um, so good for them. That was hits and misses. We do it every Wednesday, telling you where we were right, where we were wrong from the past week or so. And uh, that's about it for hits and misses. All right, yeah. so now we have some big takeaways, right? So let's talk about, because obviously I'm not going to talk too much about, you know, Cleveland's supposed to be Houston. You know, and Buffalo's supposed to beat Miami. Maybe not by 35, didn't expect that, but Buffalo's supposed to beat Miami. San Fran's supposed to beat Philly. You know, all these games. Like, New England, we knew that they were going to beat the Jets, right? God, the Steelers looked bad. The Steelers are... They, after week one, I'm like, maybe maybe our 9-8 and eight prediction was a little bit low. Do we do 9-8 and eight or 10-7? and seven? I want to say 9-8. We nine did 9-8. Eight. Eight. At least I think 9-8. and eight. I was watching week one. I'm like, ah, you know, maybe 10-7 and seven would have been a good look. I'm watching now. I'm thinking 7-10 and 10 might have been a good look. Big Ben looks like the worst quarterback in the NFL. I don't even think it's all that close. Give me Jalen Hurts. You know how much I dislike Jalen Hurts? I will take Jalen Hurts right now over Big Ben. I'd take a couple backups over Big Ben. I'd 100% take Tyrod Taylor. You tell me you wouldn't take Case Keenum? I'd take Case Keenum 100% of the time. 100% of the time. Case Keenum can push the ball downfield at least a little bit. can move a little bit. Would you not take Marcus Mariota, the Raiders backup? I'd take him. You know, would you take Garrett Gilbert from 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 uh, from Dallas, who thoroughly outplayed Ben when we played them in Dallas last year? I'd take Garrett Gilbert over Ben. I mean, right now I'm not talking for body work, but I mean, would you take Colt McCoy from Arizona? I probably would. The thing is, the Steelers' weapons are good enough too that we Ooh, could sorry. bring in like a quarterback of that caliber, and they would be better than usual because they do have those weapons to throw to. Yeah, you're telling me they wouldn't want a Juju, a Deontay. Chase Claypool is an Chase absolute Claypool. animal. Just throw it up to him. Najee Harris out of the backfield. Sign me up. Oh, how about a defense that gets three and outs? Like, I don't know, 50% of the time? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And gets you turnovers and gets yeah. you the ball back in your hands. Absolutely. It's a very attractive team to be, want to be a quarterback for. But yet the Steelers have nobody in the world. What are we going to put Mason Rudolph out there? I think, I think well, first of all, I don't know who the actual number two is, but Dwayne Haskins has a Dwayne Haskins hasn't dressed. I don't know if he's hurt or been a healthy scratch. I don't know what you'd be losing throwing him in there. I mean, we used to be like, oh, Ben's experience. Ben sucks at the line of scrimmage. What does experience help there? He's awful at the line of scrimmage. That's the only place where experience helps anyway. He's terrible. Terrible. Can't read defenses. Can't identify a mic to save his life. That's week one. That's middle school, seventh grade, week one. Yeah. You're telling me that historically... We've had historically bad pass pass blocking offensive lines under Ben, just just by luck of the draw. You think he's got nothing to do with how how we've been a bottom ten pass rush or uh, yeah like like pass blocking offense for the past like ten years? There's no coincidence in that at all. Ben's terrible at the line of scrimmage, so you're not losing anything there with Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne can move, check. Ben can't move to save his life. He looks like a Weeble wobble, you know those those old toys. They yeah. weeble and they wobble, but they won't fall down. Yep. Yeah, that's Ben. Can't move. Looks like a penguin trying to waddle. People say he looks like a, a potato. A potato with that's a perfect description. He's awful. He's certifiably terrible. He's telling me Dwayne ha- Dwayne Haskins can move. Ben can't. Dwayne Haskins can push the ball downfield. Ben cannot. Check Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne at least has some bit of dynamic when it comes. He does something better than most, and it's his arm. His arm is phenomenal. Absolute rightful of a right arm. Yeah, he can be a little bit wild. Was Ben ever accurate in his career? Ever? 
Has ever been, anyone ever been like, oh, pfft, Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah, he's known for his accuracy. No, you'd be delusional. You'd be stupid, and you would not. You'd be nothing more than a very, very casual sports fan to say that. Yeah. I am so fed up. Well, why is he still here? Did nobody? T- How did nobody tell him this offseason? Hey, Ben, why don't you hang it up, man? Because you suck. Like, I, you're actually paying this man to to play this game this poorly. Why would you do that? I'm I'm so confused. Give me your thoughts on the game. Cause I'm fired up. It's a war. I was. I did take into account the injuries that we had on the defense, and obviously, without Joe Hayden in coverage and throwing in some backup DBs the whole time, it's obviously you know not what you're going for. It's not ideal, but I mean, how much of a factor is that with Ben, though? I mean, like I, I get it that you know he doesn't get as many possessions, maybe because we're not getting as many turnovers. Like, I mean, what's Joe Hayden worth per game? Like .01 picks. I mean, how many picks he has in career? Like ten. One of the things that I was a little bit disappointed in is. Look, I haven't really seen – I know it's early and there's only been two games, but I haven't seen any really big pop or influence from Minka. Yeah. I He's been either. relatively yeah. quiet. Yeah. And, I mean, I think there were some balls that were tipped and, and just some coverages that were blown in that last game where I was like, okay, so why did he pull down and check down this hard on this tight end coming over the middle? When he's obviously supposed to drop back into coverage right there, and they just go over the top, and well, it's, they leave, they leave no, him on a wall no, that, with no well, safety that, help. Yeah, but that's that's that is where you're blatantly you're blatantly wrong. I wish I could swear on this because I, I'm actually upset with you right now. Darren Waller is the best tight end in the league, and he's a physical freak. And with your backup linebackers, because we don't have T.J. Watt, you're going to leave a backup linebacker on an island against Darren Waller. Well, you can't leave nobody over the top to help out I mean, against who, Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs had less than 400 yards last year. He's terrible. I mean, it's awful. And you're going to leave Darren Waller on an island? No shot. No shot. I think what No shot. Minka made the right play there. You're wrong. I think what we're seeing nope. is just the the absolute lack of depth on the Steelers' defense. Well, yeah. I you like, bring okay. one guy out, and suddenly the entire play just goes downhill. You bring you bring Minka up on a couple plays, I and, see and they hit you over the top all day. I want to see a replay of that play. Hold up. Which one? That that throw over the top from Carr to, to Rose that we're talking about. I want to pull it up. I want to see what they were. What I wonder if I could find like. Of course, there's no coverage. Of course, there's, oh here it is. All right, excellent, excellent. Okay, I found it. Now load. All right, so what was the down and distance? Can I please third and ten? Why were we? My <laughs> issue is why were we one high safety on third and ten? That's what I'm saying. There was no help. Why were why were why were why were we in one high safety over the top with that safety not having over the top like an over the top assignment though? Nobody was over the top. That's what I'm saying. Nobody. Our backup corner was on an island <laughs> against. Rams. I don't. He had no help. No help. In a, in a 16-14 game, third and 10, well, actually one of the only things you can't do is let him go over the top, and you came out in one high. To me, that's a coaching error. To me, that's 100% a coaching error. Look, Minka had the option. It, Waller or Ruggs, I'm ta- I'm, look, I like Minka pinching down to, to help with Waller. That 100% in my mind makes sense. Darren Waller's a freak of nature. He was targeted 20 times in week one. He is a top three tight end in this league. And you had a backup linebacker. Now I know you had a backup DB as well, but a backup linebacker on a more talented guy. That there's a bigger talent gap with Waller. Ruggs had 400 yards last season as a first round wide receiver. He is so bad. Now he's starting to turn it on now, like to to make it look like you know he might be okay. But up to this point in his career, he has been a major disappointment. He has yet to eclipse a thousand yards in his career in the NFL. So 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 pinching down on Waller makes sense to me. Having one high safety on th- on third and ten in a sixteen fourteen game makes negative sense to me. That's terrible. That's 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 awful. That's almost as bad as the Jets doing a a cover zero blitz when they're winning and the only thing they can have happen in the last five seconds is rugs going over the top. It's literally against the Raiders too, and they did an all out blitz. Literally blitz nine guys and left rugs on an island. The nearest guy to rugs was like twenty seven yards. It's insane. Yeah, that's almost the same to me. I don't get it. Positive takeaways for Pittsburgh, though. I do really like Pat Fryermuth. I think he's really good. Um, and also, 
if you were wondering if we made the right decision by paying TJ Watt, you can see in this evidence was or this weekend was evidence of it just plain as day how valuable TJ Watt is. You take him out of the game, the entire defense goes to absolute and just falls apart and goes into shambles. Yeah, it was bad. Um so I, you I made agree. the right decision by paying TJ. I think that was yelled from the rooftops this week um in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it was it's it's good to pay. Also, Najee got his first touchdown. Didn't play particularly well outside of that, but I do like that he got a touchdown. That Stefan was nice as well. So he's you're, he's flashing some of the athletic things that we wanted to see. I think he's getting a little more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Um, offensive line was like like horrendously, horrifically bad. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, so I like guess we... the good news there is that it could only go up. I think. I think. Now, statistically speaking, it could get worse because they didn't mm-hmm. let up pressures on a hundred percent of the, of the plays, um, but almost, but almost. So I know, I know, I was talking about Ben, you know, kind of crapping on him a little bit there, and I still think he's an absolutely abysmal quarterback. I think he's somewhere around the fortieth best quarterback in this league. Yes, I said fortieth, saying that there's backups better because you'd be lying to yourself if you say that Case Keenum wouldn't be better on this football team. Case Keenum took the Vikings before the Vikings were good to the playoffs. So I mean, I don't know what you want from me. Um, Case team, not a bad quarterback. Anyway, I digress. I know I know. I yell at Ben for being terrible. Also, I mean, when he's behind this offensive line, it's hard to be really good. But I'm not asking for really good. I'm asking for average. So, you know, he's been below average. No, I mean, this week he played a little better. QBR of 87, but that's that's like Baker Mayfield stuff. Yeah. Which I would take Baker in a heartbeat. But it's just, it's, it's really not good. Um We have to stop talking about this game or else I'll be upset. Yep. Let's talk about uh-huh. um let's talk about that that crazy Sunday night game. That was one of the that was one of the more more entertaining games that I've watched in the in the past year or so. Baltimore, Kansas City. Yes. Yeah, just just back and forth, like, oh my god, are the, are the Ravens actually gonna come back against a team that usually never lets up a lead? Like this is crazy. It was nuts. Yeah, and then they're like, yeah, twelve unanswered in the in the fourth. Why not? How about it? Um go for it on fourth down to really seal the deal. I was really impressed with Lamar. Now I know you you pointed out you know the the two picks early. You were less impressed with Lamar. Tell me about what you thought of his performance and the Ravens' performance. I mean, early on, I, I hate how everybody bangs on his passing, but I'm going to bang on his passing a little bit. Like early on, the completions were down. He didn't look exactly the best. He opened the game with a pick six. On the, literally yeah, the first drive. Was it, was it his first? He was. I don't know if it was his first pass, but yeah, no, I I agree. It was either Didn't his first or second throw of the game, resulted in the pick six. But he did rebound well. I think he played a really good game. I don't have anything against him. I, I think he did a great job. But I'm just saying he showed that he has his limitations. Against the Chiefs defense, he was able to overcome it. But you know, you put him up against. I'd even say a Washington defense, maybe like, even a Pittsburgh like, defense. Cleveland, Cleveland's got a pretty good defense yeah. as well. Like I see that division. being, I see that being problematic for Lamar. But he did find a way to come back against the Chiefs defense, who I don't think is as. I don't think they're good. Yeah, not close to as good as Pittsburgh. Yeah. Not even close to as good as Washington. I think I think they're not even top ten. They're probably somewhere around like the twentieth best defense in the league. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, I agree. I agree. Um, see where now where I'll put, like, I, I get that that could be a problem, but I really, ooh, wow, big lightning strike outside. Just storming that bad already, all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fun walk to the car later, huh? <laughs> um, no, I will say that I, I'm, I'm, like, really impressed with, with how he played, um, in the second half there. God, it is coming down. I know. All right. Um, yeah, he played so well in the second half. So uh, they had five drives in the second half. Now I'm going to exclude the the one because it was the end of the game. Well, actually, no, I'm not going to exclude it. So let me show five drives: touchdown, punt, touchdown, touchdown, and then gutsy, hard running fourth down play to end the game. That's their that's their five drives in the second half. They met their goal on four out of the five drives. Three of them touchdown, and then the other one, the other the goal was to to run off the clock. That's how you close a football game, and you know, obviously, coaching phenomenal. Like like John Harbaugh, you could tell he had himself a uh, a good day coaching, right? Especially in the in the second half there. I will also say that that has something to do with Lamar. He led that offense to victory. Quite simply, twelve unanswered in the fourth quarter. Um, 
it's impressive. Now, I will say, like you said, I it, it is very, very obvious his limitations as a passer. Like it, but I will say he's getting better. Like he's gotten better at passing every single year, and I don't, I don't need him to be Tom Brady when he's doing things that Lamar Jackson does when it comes to running the football. I would like to see him get better at passing, but like I said, he has gotten better each and every year, so I, I like that as well. Exactly, and at the end of the day, he finds the way to win, and yep. that's and that's all that matters. It, you can put up the best numbers passing, you can throw for four hundred yards, and and if you lose, it it does not matter whatsoever. Lamar Jackson is a winner; he wins. Yeah. Whether it's throwing the football, running the football, scrambling, we, we've pitching, always said that about you, Dak. Yeah, he looks really good on the stat sheet, but he's got a very, very, very poor record against winning teams. So, I mean, I need you to win the football game. And at the end of the day, like I don't pay you to throw touchdown passes. Like I, I do, but they, they better equate to something. Yeah, like you need to get me to the playoffs. You, and throw, you need to win. To, you need to win me playoff games, and you need yeah. to win a Super Bowl at some point. Yeah, I agree, and I mean. That's that's everyone's goal, but obviously Lamar. That's he's he's a very dedicated guy, and I know he wants to bring one back to Baltimore. On the flip side, Patrick Mahomes looked good. Um, I didn't like the one pick; I thought it was pretty bad, and I thought there were two or two or three other throws that also looked pretty bad, and that could have been picked. Um, I, I still think he. People are saying that like he he didn't play all that well. I thought he played really well. Um, like I said, I had the bad pick, a couple bad throws, but he made a lot of really good throws, and he had him in a chance to, in a position to win. Look, if your defense is going to give up thirty six, you know, you're not going to win a lot of games. Yeah. We can't ask Mahomes to put up fifty every game, it right? I mean, really he put tough. up thirty five points. He played well, so yeah, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to hear the the Patty Mahomes slander. But that's about all we have for the first segment here. When we come back, we're going to get you the rest of the games, all the, the you know the little minor details of the other games there. And then uh, we'll give out our week two superlative, so don't go anywhere. Hey, guys, what's going on? It's the guys over here at The Issue. Excited to announce a new supplement opportunity for you guys through Phoenix Fitness, spelled F-N-X, capital F-N and X. Use code TJ2021, when you click the link in our link tree or go to fnx.com, TJ2021, it'll get you 15% off store-wide. Go out and get yourself an AM protein blend, just drank mine, Orange Dreamsicle, my personal favorite flavor, and then at nighttime you can recover with their wide variety of BCA amino acid recovery formulas as well with creatine, glutamine, um, nighttime protein blend, it's a PM blend. Spice and melatonin in there, put you right to sleep. Go check it out, Phoenix Fitness. Alright, we are back. Second segment on a not-so-beautiful, actually. Um, Wednesday, kind of rainy, kind of crappy. It's alright. Stay inside, listen to us. Um, It is the issue. Wednesday, like I said, September, good lord, 22nd already. I feel like it was just like the first, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like almost October. Yeah, it is almost October. Like in like a month, it's gonna be like Halloween, Halloween. Like almost like a month, a little over a month. But like, like, it's gonna be like Halloween, weather, more yeah. Footballish weather. Oh, can't wait! Can't wait to, start the, to to see like the first snow game, right? Better hunting weather. That's gonna be good. Better hunting weather. Absolutely <laughs> better hunting weather. Can't wait. Going out this Saturday. It's gonna be a good time. Let's get into it. Second yeah, segment. yeah. So we have some, uh, you know, just some of the more minor games to go over. You know, the games that, like I said, we'll start with this one. Cleveland beating Houston. First of all, it was really competitive for the first half. Um, and then Cleveland pulled away a little bit, one by ten. I knew that Houston would cover. I think it was like 12 or 13. I'm like, that's a lot of points. In the NFL, Houston played decently well until Tyrod got hurt, and then they couldn't really get anything going on offense. Uh, so Cleveland wins 31-21. Uh, here's another one, Cincinnati and Chicago. Chicago is a slightly better football team. Um, they win twenty to seventeen. Joe Burrow looked awful. Three picks. Uh, I think one was a yeah. One was a pick six. Justin Fields got in because uh, Andy Dalton, you know, got hurt, and you know, because Andy Dalton's not good. But Justin Fields has now been named the starter for week three. So I guess that's the biggest takeaway. Justin Fields is now the starter for week three. They list. They said just because Andy's hurt, but I think he'll be the starter a little bit more long term. What do you think? Yeah, um, I think he will definitely end up 
starting more than just week three. Yeah, I, I think um, he'll, first of all, unless he goes out there and really sucks, I think he'll start the rest of the year. I'm, yeah. I'm going to make that prediction now. I, I, think, I think so, too. And I don't think he will really suck. I think his downside isn't any worse than Andy Dalton's downside. You I know agree. what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. why not roll out the younger version that can, you know, possibly pop? And has a way higher upside than Andy Dalton could ever dream of having right now. Yeah. Also, uh, their offensive line is not good, and Justin Fields can move. So, like, that's you want a mobile guy with a bad offensive line. So, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. How about Carolina being New Orleans now? This is like a little bit more noteworthy, I guess. Twenty-six to seven. That's a that's a big that's a that's a big win for Carolina at home. I guess the Saints. It is a huge win by nineteen. And that's, very, a, that's a great win. And I'm very proud of. Uh, of Sam Darnold, I think he played a very, a very good football game. But yeah. also, just a bigger step in his career to get out of New York. You can't stress it enough. Quarterbacks that end up in New York generally Are do bad. not turn out the best. Yeah, he was able to get out. He's doing well in Carolina so far. We'll see if he can continue. Yeah, look, I like that. I like that he's won. That's the biggest thing to me. And you know, he had a ninety-nine QBR. Look, he's always going to have a couple, maybe a pick or two here and there. Like that's Sam Darnold. He's going to take risks. He's going to throw the ball downfield. But uh, I, two touchdowns, one pick. I'll take that any day. If your QBR is ninety-nine and you throw for three hundred five yards and win by nineteen, I'll take a pick all day, yep. all day. Um, so I like that. That was that was a good win for Carolina. The Rams beating Indianapolis, like we kind of expected um, the Rams to beat Indianapolis. I, th- I think they're a better football team, and I don't think it's that far. I don't think they're that far apart. Like I think Indianapolis is a pretty good football team as well, even though they're 0-2. I think they're probably one of the best 0-2 teams in the league. Let me check Let me check the other 0-2 teams. Definitely better than the Jets, better than Minnesota. I can go out. I would say that Indianapolis is the best 0-2 football team today. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say a top 15 defense potential to be a top 15 offense that's that's pretty good it's pretty impressive um yeah indianapolis is a good football team they lost by three it is what it is they lost to a more talented football team probably a better coach football team as well so you hang your hat on you know you only lost by three <laughs> you don't like carson Wentz getting hurt though right so so what's like what's your next option like sam ellinger jacob eason it's gonna go to sam ellinger i, I think it's ellinger yeah I, I think he was gonna start if Wentz wasn't ready week one I don't like um, it. Eason was a little bit banged up. Also, Ellinger was a little bit banged up. So i not sure who would go with I prefer Sam Ellinger. I think he's a, a more of a gamer, right? I think he like, he's got that grit, that toughness to him, that winning mentality. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we will. Um, I don't know. I don't like the Colts without Carson Wentz. I Ooh. thought he was maybe their – he okay, was so, going to give them their potential to pop. So I think actually – I think Eason will probably start because that's who came in for him. And out of five attempts, he threw a pick. So, you know, we'll see how, we'll see how that works out. Oh, man. Um, all right, next game here. Let's go with Denver uh, beating Jacksonville 23-13. I mean, obviously, right? I mean, we kind of knew Jacksonville wasn't going to win. I don't think they're going to be competitive until about week eight. And then I think they'll be a very competitive but still losing football team. Mm-hmm. Again, Teddy Bridgewater had a very Teddy Bridgewater game. Uh, you know, 26 for 34. He actually threw a ball for more yards than he normally does, 328 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. A nice, safe Teddy Bridgewater game right there. Yeah. None, he didn't put up crazy points, 23 points in the day, right? Good Lord, though, that either either the Broncos – I think it's a little bit of both. I think the Broncos have a good defense, but Trevor did not look good. No. He had, a, he had one of those who – he now has four touchdowns, five picks on the year, five picks already. Like, Joe Burrow had five picks all of last year. Yeah. I knew Trevor was going to throw some picks. He's a little bit more of a gutsy quarterback, but – Completing under 50% of your throws, barely eclipsing 100 yards, and having two picks, that that's a very, very rough day. That's a that's a rough, rough day. 189 total yards for the, for Jacksonville. That was the story of the game. I also think this is just another example of being cursed by a horrible organization, though. You go somewhere where you don't have any pieces around you. You have no offensive line. You have nobody to throw the football to. No tradable you nobody, assets. You have nobody to run the football next to you. Yeah. You have nobody to get you the ball back on defense. They have a horrible defense. It's just that they're comparable to the Jets. You, they you, are. You they're right up there with the Jets. Absolutely, they you, are. You land in Jacksonville. What are you going to do? It doesn't. I don't care if you're the best quarterback coming out of college like Trevor Lawrence. You're not going to be able to – one man can't change an entire football team. One man cannot walk so, into a room, change the culture, and make everybody better around him. It just doesn't happen that way. 
right, especially with a rookie quarterback. No, I I agree. I'm gonna make. I think I think we have time. I'm gonna make a nice bold prediction or nice a nice bold statement here. A nice big statement. Give me give me two to, two to five minutes. I don't know. It's a weird it's a weird range, but I don't, I don't know how far range. I'm gonna get into this. Okay. I have one big statement, and then I'm gonna just kind of you know flow where the heart where the heart flows. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, okay. By all means. Can we stop? I okay. I get that quarterback is the most position, most important position in football. Can we stop acting like a whole defensive unit though isn't more important? I think it is. I'm going to say it right now. I think having a really, really good defense is more important than having a a good quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is an uber talented quarterback. There is no reason he shouldn't succeed at some point in the NFL. There's no reason he shouldn't be winning games already. He's that talented. If it was truly the most important thing. That same organization, dysfunction and everything, with Doug bleeping Marone, went to the AFC Championship with Blake Bortles. Because they had Calais Campbell, Yannick Ngakwe, Jalen Ramsey, all in their prime on defense. Miles Jack, a good, uh, good middle linebacker. They still have Miles Jack, but they don't have anybody else. They don't have Deshaun Gibson on the back end. They don't have A.J. Bouye opposite Jalen Ramsey. Can we stop acting like quarterback is the savior, the end-all, be-all? The Jets got to the AFC Championship with the, with the Mark Sanchez. They had a top-five defense in the league that year. Tell me Zach Wilson's probably not more talented than Mark Sanchez. I'll probably tell you Zach Wilson's probably a little more talented than Mark Sanchez. You know it's who's not? His defense, his offensive line. Like, can we stop acting like quarterback's the end-all, be-all? I'm very, very confused because... We've seen time and time again, Peyton Manning in his last year was no better. I mean, obviously, pretty snappy. He's very good. He wasn't very good, though. I'll, I'll say that right now. In his last year, arm was weak, looked old, did not look good. Feeble quarterback. Had the, the number one defense league they won the Super Bowl. Like, I... Russell Wilson, when he won the Super Bowl. Can we stop acting like that Legion of Boom? You, like, I get it. Russ is great. Russ is absolutely great. He was also really, really young and kind of a game manager. Absolutely. How about how about when Matt Ryan? I get that he had an, had an MVP season. The Atlanta defense surprised and was a top twelve defense that year. I get that Jared Goff and Sean McVay had a genius offensive scheme week in and week out when they went to the Super Bowl. Let's not act like they didn't have Aaron Donald. Let's not act like they weren't a top ten defense because they were. I get that Tom Brady has six Super Bowls. Do you know what his defense was ranked every single year in the top five? Having a good defense is more important than having a good quarterback. Now, now you still need to have a competent quarterback because on the flip side of this, you're getting into the, the Steelers' argument where they have a phenomenal defense, Super Bowl-caliber defense. Big Ben doesn't know how to play football anymore, though. So you have to find a balance. Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos kind of have a good balance going. They do. And it's kind of crazy how they went against someone who has no balance. Uber-talented quarterback. Nobody around them, abysmal defense, and of course they lost. So I don't know. Something to think about. Something yeah. to think about. I digress. Um, I didn't. Have, we didn't have a rant scheduled today, so there's there's a little impromptu rant. It actually took four minutes. So there you go. Two to five range actually ended up working out pretty well. Yeah, it usually does, huh? Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> all right, how about let's go Buffalo and Miami. Buffalo wins thirty-five to nothing. No shock, but a lot of points. Yeah, yeah, it, a lot of points. Josh Allen didn't play particularly well. I don't want to say our Jared Goff, you know, theory, we'll call it, that, you know, once you pay a quarterback, it could go downhill. I mean, Josh completed you know, about 50% of his throws, 179 yards, two touchdowns, a pick. Didn't run the ball particularly well, 75 QBR. I mean, that brings Josh's season totals to 449 yards. Um,. I think that's about half of what Brady has. Uh, three touchdowns and a pick. Brady's at nine touchdowns. Uh, you know, just saying. Just want to throw it out there. Just want to yeah. throw it out there. That was my takeaway from the game. And the two was bad, but whatever. Well, yeah. And what's it ribs, right? Yeah, ribs. Okay. He's feeble. He was one for four anyway before he got taken out. Was that, Is that going to win you football games? No. Oh, is, is, I'm sorry. Is five for 20 good now? Like, I don't <laughs> – like, like, expand that out to a whole game is – I, I don't know what a quarter of 30 is, but whatever. I don't think there is a quarter of 30. 
Oh, it was like, like seven and a half, like eight, maybe eight Something for 30. Like, that, yeah. right, like eight for 30. Is that good? No, it's not good. It's awful. So seven for 28. That'd be a good, there it is right there. There's your, there's your comparison. Compare that out to a whole game. Is seven for 28 good? No, no absolutely not. So I don't, whatever. Okay. Whatever. So let's get into the superlatives for week two. Hold up. We have a couple more. Oh, San Fran beat Philly. We That's actually touched on that already. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Real quick, real quick. Tampa Bay beat Atlanta. We knew that would happen. Arizona Minnesota, very, very entertaining game. Minnesota's kicking always sucks. It sucked that day, too. Um, Tennessee beat Seattle purely off Derrick Henry being an absolute freak of nature. Russ played well. Seattle's defense sucks. Pete Carroll needs to figure it out. That's supposed to be his calling card. And the Packers at home against the Lions, an absolute lock. Um, Aaron Jones played well. And, uh, you know, you were telling me, oh, you know, Aaron Rodgers this, Aaron Rodgers that. I would be very disappointed if he came out with anything less than, what, three touchdowns? Yeah. I would have been, or four, actually. Yeah, he had four. Wow. Um, if he came out with anything less than four touchdowns and anything lower than about 130 QBR, I would have been, I would have called that a bad game for him against the Lions at home. Uh, so he played well, but he, but he played how he was supposed to play. So that was my takeaway from the rest of the games on Sunday. Superlatives, boom, go. That was pretty good there for a second. Yeah, it was. Whew, almost out of breath. Almost. A little bit, a little bit, actually. I'm going to take a little water break here. Yeah, so I'll start off superlatives um, for quarterback Kyler Murray. Yeah, same same as week um, week one. Honorable mention on the quarterback side, Tom Brady. Though, I think they're neck oh and neck gosh. right now for best quarterbacks That's in my the- eyes. But I, the, the reason I like Kyler is I think Kyler's doing about the same, if not a little bit more right now with less. I, I do like Arizona's weapons. I also don't think that they're – I don't think that – D Hop and whoever they're number two, AJ Green, um, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, Rondell Moore. Like I, I would say that Tom's wide receiving core and tight end group is better. Um, I would say Tom's backfield's a little bit better. I would say his offensive line is 100 percent better, and his defense is better. I would say his coaching as well. I don't think Cliff Kingsbury that could have coached. So I would say Kyler did a little bit more with a with, with less. So yeah. um, all right, best running back, the King, Derrick Henry. I mean. Let me, let me let me pull up his stats. Dude put up yards. I yeah, think he yeah. went for like 180. Yeah. Um, 160. Well, he played me in fantasy this week, so that was good. Thank God. Oh. Thank God. I, oh, of yeah. course I needed the 50 dropped on me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he, let's see. he put up 50. He put up 50.7 points. He had 35 carries for 182 yards and three touchdowns. He caught all six of his targets for 55 yards. He's so good. You can see I'm enthused. Oh, also, the guy had, side note, Cooper Cup, who was the best wide receiver. I mean, so our next section, honorable mention Cooper Cup. I will tell you why he's not my best receiver this week. But statistically speaking, he was. He nine caught nine of his 11 targets for 163 yards and two touchdowns. Of course, the guy I was playing against had him as well. But anyway, I digress. Best wide receiver, I I think it was Terry McLaurin, and let me tell you why. Because I thought he impacted winning more than any other wide receiver. He made massive catches when he needed to on Thursday night football, too. <clears throat> Sorry, need a little water. That catch in week one was insane also. Yeah, that catch was pretty sweet. And uh, so that kind of factors in a little bit, although this is just a week two superlative. But, you know, it's scary so Terry is an animal, yeah. I thought the, the touchdown catch was a difficult catch to make as well, and I thought... Um, like I said, the third down catch and the big play catches, and also being a captain and a leader on that team, like he, you, you could tell he brought the juice a little bit on Monday night fo- or on uh, Thursday night football there for him. So I, I would say Terry McLaurin impacted winning more than any other wide receiver. I'll take Terry McLaurin as my best wide receiver. Mm-hmm. All right, how about best tight end? Also, probably one of the consensus best tight ends in the league, Travis Kelsey. You see that run he had? Yeah, and I would say, caught it, the catch and run. Yes, that was insane. I would say honorable mention for best tight end this week would be Darren Waller. He had yeah, a game but, against Pittsburgh. Eh, a little bit. I so I did like how like his timing of his catches, um, but statistically just didn't. Well, he was a big third translate. down. He, he, he had five catches down. for sixty five yards. It wasn't bad. It was it was an average game. Yeah, he was. I think he was a big but, third down target. Yeah, I thought, I thought catches. it was. Yeah, I thought it was the key catches. I agree. Um, all right, how about uh, let's see. Ah, the sleeper pick of the week, Tony Pollard, backup running back. For the Cowboys. Now, him and Zeke both had a good game, and I thought the combination of them together kept the ball out of Justin Herbert's hands and was probably one of the biggest reasons that Dallas actually won the football game. It wasn't Dak. I mean, Dak had no touchdowns and uh, a pick. I mean, still played okay. 80 ish something QBR. Still played fine, right? Dak played fine. 
I thought Tony Pollard impacted, along with Zeke, I'll put a little honorable mention Zeke, um, impacted winning more than any other running back. No, yeah, I agree. I disappointment, it's actually not a player this week. It's a team. I'll give it to the entire Saints team. Um, I do like Carolina, but I'm also not going to sit here and say that there's that much of a talent gap, a 19-point talent gap. Yeah. Um, I would say Sam Darnold and, and Jameis Winston are fairly comparable quarterbacks. They're both kind of wild, freak athletes, though. Big, strong, can move, good arms, but kind of wild. Yeah. I would say quarterbacks, pretty comparable, offensive lines. I'll take New Orleans, weapons, I'll, I'll give it to, I'll give that to Carolina. Running um, game, though. Running game is pretty equal, Kamara and, and C-Mac, but C-Mac played better. Yeah. Played way better. Um, defensively, I think the Saints are probably a better defense, although Carolina's got a big boy pass rush now. They're really good pass rush. Mm-hmm. Um, and then coaching, you tell me Sean Payton's not better than, than Matt Rule. I mean, Sean Payton's absolutely. He's one of the top probably 10 coaches in the league. Five five right now, 10 maybe in the last couple decades. Oh, yeah. Um, so disappointment. That, that was a game that the Saints either A, should have won, or B, not lost by 19 points. Um, so that, I thought, to me that was the biggest disappointment of the week. And uh, best defense, let's go with New Orleans. Or not New Orleans, good Lord. New England. Um you know, anytime you get four picks and hold a team to six points, that's a, that's a good day. You yeah. like that. And also, I will say the reasoning I didn't take the Bills, who pitched a shutout in the first one of the year. I think it was the first one of the year. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. I, th- I think so. Mm-hmm. Because I think Miami's bad offensively. Like, I don't think Miami's a good offensive team. So, I don't think it's that. Like, I thought what New England did. I like Zach Wilson better than either of the quarterbacks that played for Miami. And I don't even like Zach Wilson, you know. I, I whatever. I, I thought it was. I thought it was impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's your week two superlatives. Um, when we get back for segment three, we're going to give you guys our Thursday night predictions and uh, close it out. What's up, guys? It's the uh, boys here from the issue. We just wanted to give the guys over at Rockville a formal shout out. Yeah, they are fantastic. They have everything from lighting to audio for your car, your boat. And power sports, along with, you know, that's even where we got our new equipment for the studio. Yeah, no, absolutely. For some great equipment, um, hit up Rockville Audio. Check out their great prices um, for all your audio, uh, podcast, microphone needs. Yeah, third segment issue here on a beautiful Wednesday. Actually, it's, it's such a crappy Wednesday. I've said it, I think, all three segments now. It's just rainy and crappy. So, like I said, stay inside. Listen to us. Hang out with us because you're not going outside and doing anything if you're living in, in PA, especially Western PA. Um, speaking of Western PA, a couple shout-outs to a couple Western PA guys. Josh Johnson, um, some sort of, like, hitting baseball championship I, I, within Kent State Baseball, uh, outfielder for Kent State Baseball. Um, had him on the show. If you haven't listened to that episode, phenomenal, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, he's such a good dude. But anyway, they do some sort of hitting championship within the team and, you know, like a, like a big competition, right? And he won it for the team. So, you know, that, that's big time. That's a d- Division One program right there. That's a big time. That's one of the best programs, the MAC, and, uh, which is actually a, a pretty big baseball conference. Um, so congratulations to him. Also, shout out to uh, our man Tyler King over at Stony Brook. The CAA um, Rookie of the Week got a sack and a couple big tackles at Oregon this past week. So, uh, yeah, shout out to a couple of them Western and, PA guys. Yeah, and we both we have plans to have both of them on the show coming yeah, up. Yeah, um, Tyler King. Whenever whenever is a bye week, don't want to, don't want to distract the guy midseason. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, preparing for Fordham this week, big game. Fordham is one of the best uh, schools in the Patriot League, I believe. Um, so that's, that's a big game for uh, for Stony Brook. So don't want to pull any focus there, but hopefully when he gets a bye week, he'll uh, you know pop in and, and chat for a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Shall we get into our Thursday night predictions? It's, uh, it's about all we got here for the uh, for the for the third segment. So uh, what are we thinking here? Yeah, we got so... ourselves Carolina traveling to Houston, eight twenty NFL Network Panthers Texans. They burn back the color rushes. By the way, is that ever going to happen or no? Uh, I hope they do. I love the color rush games. I like him. I like him. I think it's it's exciting. Plus, I like it for the sport in general because you're you're gonna draw. You're gonna. I mean, you might think to yourself, oh, people are watching just for uniforms. You'd be surprised how many how many more 
like so so you get a couple thousand more people that that watch the uniforms that's a couple thousand more people that watched i mean yeah i think it's good for the sport i think it's also appealing to younger fans as well which is never a bad idea. You got to look forward to that next generation of fans. And plus, it's kind of like rebranding how, a little bit, and it's giving you an opportunity to market to more people and, and different yeah. things that they might like. It's like cigarette commercials on uh, Kids Network. Got a net. <laughs> it's kind of crazy that they used to do that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, obviously, you're not marketing cigarettes. You're marketing the phenomenal game of football. So let's give you our Thursday night predictions. Brought to you by Phoenix Supplements. Real quick, let me go on my let me get on my soapbox here because I feel pretty strongly about this. They have a BOGO, so I know all the all the hardcore people listening, you'll, you'll listen to this before midnight, but they got a BOGO going until midnight tonight. All your favorite FNX pills, buy one, get one free. I'd recommend going with the fish oil. Um, it's actually krill oil, so good for you. You're getting all your omega-3 fatty acids in there, which actually have been proven to not have an anti-aging effect, but, you know, to, to limit the effects of aging, which, I mean, who doesn't want to look? younger so anyway go out there um code bogo pills all caps and then also throw another code on there tj 2021 for 50 off in the store 15 percent off in the store so uh thursday night predictions brought to you by phoenix shout out phoenix let's get into it all right uh panthers are favored by eight on the road at houston not a huge fan of that number i think it's gonna be a pretty close game i don't know um I didn't even think about like this game all that much yet. Um, I'm, this is actually a perfect idea, perfect way to just kind of walk you guys through my thought process and our thought process when you're looking into some of these games. Um, so I mean, Carolina can run the football pretty well, and they also can stretch the field pretty well. So, so defensively, Houston's going to need to be solid. Up, it all starts up front, right? If you can stop the run, then you don't have to worry as much downfield. Um, so that that's going to be a matchup to watch. I'm not a huge fan. Um, of the of the front of the front seven uh, of Houston, don't have a lot of a lot of playmakers in the front seven, so that plays in Carolina's favor. Then look on the flip side. I really like Carolina's front seven. I also really like the running game for Houston, and that's kind of a pickle there. So, uh, coaching wise, I, I think Matt Rule's a more clever coach. I think he's a, a, a I, I think he's a slightly a slightly better coach. Um, quarterback matchup wise, I like Sam Darnold. Uh, so I'm going to pick the Panthers to win. I'm going to think about the score a little bit here while you go to your prediction. Um, I do like the Panthers to win here. I've been talking about it now for, you know, probably about two, three weeks before the season started. I started hammering it and then I've been talking about it the last two weeks. I do like Sam Darnold in Carolina. And in addition to Sam Darnold, Christian McCaffrey in the run game is absolutely insane. And then, you know, a pretty solid linebacking core. I like Carolina, and and I do think Houston, they're a little bit of pretenders right now. I think they're coming off a little bit better than they really are. I think when we see this thing get a little bit down the tracks, you're going to start to see the wheels fall off the bus. Um, So, you know, Carolina's favored by eight on Yahoo Sports. Yep. Um, So I'm going to take Carolina, and uh, I'm not going to give the spread because that is, oh, well. Yeah, we'll give the spread. Yeah, we'll give the spread. Give guys one spread. Yeah, so So, it's minus eight. eight, Personally, I'll take Houston to cover that. Uh, um, I think it's going to be a fairly, first of all, they're at home. They play well at home. Absolutely. The fans in Houston are are awesome. They're going to play well at home. And this is Carolina's first road game, so we'll see how they respond. They're a pretty young team. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I do think that Carolina wins. I'll give you guys my prediction. Over-under is 43. I'm going to take the over. I'm not a huge fan of the, the defenses here. Um, I'm going to go with 28 to – or I'm sorry, 27-20. Um, Carolina, 27-20. 27-20. Yes, that would be 47 total points. That would indeed be the over. What do you think? Um, over under. I'll take. I'll take the over. Yeah, I'll take. I think that's pretty low. I'll take thirty. Thirty to twenty-four. Thirty to twenty-four. I like that. I yeah, like high Carolina. scoring. Yep, Carolina. Yep. Thirty to twenty-four, Carolina. All right. Now I think I think the only worry with the, with uh, the Texans right now is they're they're starting Davis Mills at quarterback, who is of course I, I want to say a second. No, I think he might be a rookie. Um. You know, not great. He didn't play well in relief of Tyrod Taylor this this past mm-hmm. week. So, 
I don't know if that changes your opinion. You want to you want to you want to retool or not? Yeah. 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 If that's the case, I like Carolina to cover, to cover. that minus eight. All right, that's actually good because then we have we have differing opinions. So yeah. Carolina's going to cover it. Yep. You want you still want to think that maybe thirty to no, I'm going to take seventeen. Then... Or... Yeah, yeah, we'll go thirty seventeen. Yeah, I think Tyrod Tyrod's probably worth a touchdown. Yeah. I don't think Davis Mills is like, you know, ten to fifteen points worse. You know what yeah, I mean? That's true. Yeah, Tyrod, 30, Tyrod's worth about a touchdown, okay. so not having him. Yeah, that makes sense. Take thirty seventeen then. All right. Yeah. Um. Nice little short wrap-up to the episode. There's your Thursday night predictions. You even got the spread and the over-under predictions in there as well. Um, that's it. That's it. That's it. Like I said, that's about it for uh, for Wednesday. Come back Saturday. Um, we post Saturday morning. Um, yeah. You will get our predictions for... We'll give we'll, you... We'll have... Yeah, we'll have the regular issue on Saturday, but we'll have the issue mic'd up on Friday. Yeah, the issue mic'd up will be Friday. And uh, yeah, regular issue Saturday. We'll go over, you know, this Thursday night game, and then we will also go over our predictions for Sunday. So yeah, absolutely, guys. Uh, follow the Instagram, follow the Twitter. Uh, thanks for listening to the issue.